0: There's not a single person out there that has built their own business that has not had high highs and low lows and moments of like, what the fuck was I thinking? And moments of why isn't everybody doing this? Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Shamelessly Ambitious podcast. You're listening to episode 120, and today's kind of a big day. It's kind of a big day in my world. Obviously, this recording is going to come out later. But on this very day, I had actually snoozed an email. Does anybody else snooze emails? I snooze so many emails and they come back at different times, right? So I remember to do things at the time when I want them to. By the way, this is just like a major hack to owning your time and making sure that you do not get distracted. But anyways, I had snoozed an email till today today is Friday. And on Fridays, I do all my finances, money-related things, admin stuff. And so that's why I'd snoozed it to a Friday. And I'd snoozed it to the Friday before my birthday. So I'm just a couple days away from turning 36. And I (laughs) snoozed this email. It literally says on it, million-dollar email. So literally, the email just says million dollars. And it says this because it was my note to go in and see, did we in fact reach slash hit slash exceed a million bucks? because at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of 2023, I sat down to just look at, I've had this like roadmap to my million. (laughs) This is way behind the scenes here, but it feels like a big deal, right? Like making a million dollars in your business is a really big deal. And so I've had this roadmap to a million and every single year when the year ends, I kind of look at like, okay, this is how much there is until I hit this million. And I don't know exactly what I expected, but it was just something that I set out to do. You know, there was no timeline. There was no like, if you f- hit it this quick, you're winning. If you hit it this slow, you're losing. It was just a matter of like, I really want to recognize this moment. So I sent myself this email and I looked at it this morning and I thought, oh shit, <laughs> I guess I guess I'll go check. And I did kind of get a little bit of butterflies in my stomach of like, you know, is this real? Is it really going to happen? So I ran the numbers, I put it all together and well, bam. I have officially exceeded $1 million in my business. I've generated over a million dollars in my business. Now I knew it was right around the corner, but now it's like, it's real. Like I've literally money in the bank. I've done it over a million dollars in revenue in the past, almost four years. So I've been in business for about three and a half, maybe three years and eight months or something along those lines. So almost four years. And I hit my million, baby, which if you've followed for a while, you know that I purchased a brand new car. What was it like a month or two months ago, two months ago? And I named her Millie. (laughs) And I did a whole story about naming her Millie because I knew this was the year. I mean, it was just like it was a no brainer. I knew this was the year I was going to make a million bucks. I just didn't know at what point. And kind of exciting that it happens right on the cusp of my birthday, of course, because birthdays are a big deal, obviously. So here I am, just a casual, normal Friday. I'm about you know, 40 minutes out from picking my kids up from school, and I hit a mill. (laughs) I figured this is the best time to record a real, genuine podcast episode. In fact, it was kind of a little lame. I literally just called out. My husband has an office upstairs. I've got my office downstairs, and I just called out and was like, Hey, babe, guess what just happened? And he's like, What? I'm like, I hit a million bucks in my business. And he was like, Cool, that's really nice. then he just like went back to what he was doing. And my husband is amazing. He will for sure say something else, but you know, he's working, he's busy. And I just kind of had this like, all right, (laughs) I guess that's what we do. (laughs) However, I'm super excited because literally tomorrow morning, so less than 24 hours, I am taking off for this amazing Airbnb in Washington. It's in Port Orchard, Washington. This will be the third time that I'm staying there back in September of 2021 I stayed in this exact Airbnb. I was having a massive like business crisis. I think you can say (laughs) of like really changing everything and feeling a little bit like, what the hell am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. You know? So I decided, I told my husband, like, I'm just a little lost and I have to get away and I need some time. And so I booked this Airbnb and I went there and it was the most magical experience. The Airbnb itself is just so freaking magical. And so I went there and I spent a week there and it was amazing. And then about a year and a half later, I took my husband back. I was like, you have to come see this place. We went for our anniversary, not last March, but the March before and still stunning, still amazing. Of course, he's like kind of sad. Honestly, he was supposed to come with me on this trip, but we could not find childcare. The woes of being a parent, I guess you can say. So anyhow, I knew, like, I have to get back to this place again. It's for sure our place. And about six months ago or so, I booked it for my birthday because it seemed perfect. It was actually available. It's, like, rarely available to books. We booked it for my birthday for my husband and I. And sadly, sadly, I am leaving without him. But also, I have that two-line in my profile as a human design, and I love me some alone time. So I'm going to just completely soak it in and go celebrate my birthday, but also celebrate a million bucks. So it feels like the perfect opportunity to really settle in with this, like, like, how does this happen literally the day before I'm leaving that I have this universal like, hey, you freaking did it. And that's what I said on my stories today is I got on my stories and I, I mentioned it, of course. But I realized that emotionally what was really hitting me wasn't so much like, oh, I hit this milestone of money or, you know, I did take a moment to think about like, how many clients have I served? If I've made that much money, how many clients have I served? You know, so I had my moment. But then you know what really happened? Just like the superhuman moment inside of me was like, you did it. I could cry just saying that. Like, you did it. Not that I'm done. Not that it's complete. Not that this means that I hadn't done it before. But it was kind of this surreal moment, this surreal reminder to really look at what I've done, what I've accomplished, who I've become in the process, the evolution of my business. And moreover, the fact that this was not a walk in the freaking park. And there was a lot of moments when I highly considered quitting. (laughs) In fact, just a few months ago, I was highly considering quitting or pivoting or, you know, doing something else. I think I'll always be an entrepreneur. Well, I've only really ever been an entrepreneur, if I'm being really honest, but I think it's just in the cards for me. But this business in particular, it has taken some real tenacity. And here's the truth. I know that this is your story too. I know that being an entrepreneur, being a CEO, leading a team, leading an impact I know that it is not always a walk in the park. I know that it takes some real fudging tenacity. Like you really got to hold on and put your boots on and be ready to take on whatever comes. The imposter syndrome, the comparison, the hard moments, the really, really good moments, the fucking roller coaster of emotions that comes with entrepreneurship. Can I get an amen? And it just made me think like if I were going to come on and talk about this, what would I talk about? And I realized that I think this is that moment where that who do you think you are voice inside, I think, all of our heads and my head included. It was shushed. (laughs) I feel like probably not because of the money. The money was just this like catalyst in me going, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Who I am? Who do I think I am? I don't know. I just feel this like wave of confidence not in like I'll always be successful or I've nailed it or I've got it in the bag but just this like I think I'm the woman who knows that I'm here to make a real big freaking impact and I'm not afraid and I'm not a quitter and I'm going to stick with it and like now I've got proof you know what I mean now look at me I'm almost 4 years into my business and the truth of the matter is you know what really happened the first moment that I realized this there was a side of me that went well <laughs> I hate even admitting that. but like, well, that kind of took you a while. That's what came up. Total Enneagram three. I know, I know there's a few of you listening that are Enneagram three here who can feel that. Like there was a moment where I was like, eh, is it really that impressive? It took you four years to hit a million dollars because we see it. You know, we see the people that do it in five minutes and six months and one year and two years. And there was a side of me that wanted to be like, meh you're lame. (laughs) But then there was this other side of me that was like, are you getting me? So I want to talk about this very, very true to form thought process that I think every person who's ambitious, who is building their own career, building their own business, building a team, building an impact. We all have that voice that says, who do you think you are? And then we have that side of us that has to be willing to trust our gut despite the fears coming up. And that's what's gotten you to where you are right now is your ability to trust your gut to trust that intuition that says go for it it's scary it's maybe unreasonable there's no guarantee go for it and do not skip a beat uh it's just entrepreneurship it is such a battlefield it really is a battlefield so then i sat here and i started to journal on The best and the worst. The best and the worst on my journey to getting to a million buckaroos. And there was a lot of duality in this. You know, one of the first things that I'd written down was like, if I look back and I, I'm not trying to identify regrets per se, but those like harder times, the harder times in my business were when I was moving too fast, where I was moving too slow. (laughs) like listen to that duality. Like when I was moving too fast, I I get idea, I'm I'm springing on it. I'm trying to throw things together. I'm stressing my team out like no other. I'm, you know, I'm just moving too quick for anybody's own good. And then I'm completely not shocked because you're not surprised when this happens, but bummed out by the results because I wasn't willing to really pause enough and have the patience to see it through in a different way. But on the flip side, I've had seasons in my business where I was moving too slow. I was So, in my head, my emotions completely got the best of me. I was struggling to take action, right? In fact, if that is you, you know that I've got my favorite, favorite, favorite freebie right now is the Move Private Pod course. And this is literally my game changing, psych backed therapeutic tools to be able to take action in your business, i.e., move through those really tough emotions and practices that you can use to do that. So, if you have not snagged that yet, snag it. The link will be in the show notes. But it was moving too fast or moving too slow. And I think the lesson in that is sustainability, which is success, by the by, within a business is built on patience. Yes, there's some grit. Yes, there's the slow feminine flow, but mostly it's patience. It's the willingness to see something through in a way that our highest self knows it's meant to be seen through. Right? And I think that's kind of hard. We're either like just trying to speed past everybody else and, and even ourselves because we we're so excited and we can't even stop it. But let's just go, 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 go. Or we're fucking paralyzed. We're not moving. And so those times in my business when I was patient, when I was seeking out the, the right resources and, and hiring the kind of support that made sense and, and pausing before making investments or making rash decisions, but really going slow enough to create sustainable speed. The other thing was the duality of both feeling really, really alone in this journey, if I was going to identify the best and the worst, really alone in this journey. But then the flip side of like meeting some of the best people in the world, I am obsessed. And I, I am not just saying this. And I think some people might just say this. My clients know that I'm not just saying it. I'm literally obsessed with my clients. My clients, whether I'm working with them still, or I haven't worked with them for years are still so important to me. I have strong, strong relationships with so many of the people that I've worked with, not every single one. I'm not trying to be a liar here. You know, I'm superhuman and some people connect and some people don't, you know, I've loved every single one of my clients, but there is a really strong handful of people that I'm still deeply connected to and will always be, will do anything for them. And I think that's really cool. I, I literally wouldn't have met them. There's colleagues, there's clients, there's friends, there's mentors. So many people I would not have met if I did not go on this journey. And on the flip side, there's probably nothing, well, motherhood. (laughs) I was going to say, there's nothing in my life that has made me feel more lonely than entrepreneurship, but I would say also motherhood. (laughs) Because, you know, it's so interesting on social media, you can feel like just inundated by other people in the business world. And it can feel like that's just everybody's an entrepreneur. Like, obviously, everybody is on this path. But then when you back up a little bit and you're around your family or you're around close friends or you're around acquaintances, you start to realize, like, actually, it's not that common. Not everybody does entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship isn't the right way. My husband and I have had this conversation a few times because he works more of a traditional job. And I think that being married to an entrepreneur can definitely be challenging and that it makes you question, like, am I missing something or not doing something right because I'm doing the good old-fashioned way. But it's really just like everybody's very different. They want something very different. And you can feel utterly surrounded by entrepreneurs until you stop and look around and realize like, hey, there's not a lot of us. (laughs) There's not a lot of us. And in those moments, you know, when I'm in the back-to-school party meeting people or I'm with friends from college or, you know, and I'm just kind of the only person that's doing this relatively non-traditional, wild, risky, thing in business. And I mean, I know we we can all speak to not necessarily being taken serious in business. I think most of us can at least, you know, that like there was many years where my family didn't really feel like they quite honored the fact that I I was really working. I really have a job. I don't have just like an endless supply of time. And, you know, when people would ask you to do something and you're not available and they give you the look like, well, you make your own hours. It's like, I'm still a Business owner, like I still have to work, you know, I still have to do things. So I felt this radical loneliness and also met some of the coolest people in the world. I think the other thing that I had written down when it comes to best and worst is I've had some of the most extraordinary celebratory moments in my business, like the highest of highs in my life in business. When you have that epic launch, when you get that super aligned client, when you come up with that insane offer or product or service. And you just know this is going to change everything. You know, when you first start working with a team, I remember when I first started having people on my team and they would deliver stuff to me that was like, I couldn't have done this better myself. And it just feels like, oh my gosh, this is winning. Like this is so good. Even when having a team, like there's these moments of like, holy shit, like look what I've done. You know, the fact that we were able to travel nomadically for over eight months all over the world, that's very much because of my business. You know, obviously this is not just because of me, my husband fully played a role, but we still needed to have income and my business was able to supply that while giving us the freedom. You know what I mean? And the abundance, the crazy radical abundance, like the highest of highs. And on the flip side, it has given me the lowest of lows. The lowest of lows. The moments of like, what am I doing? Why do I make it so hard? You know, like, why couldn't I just be settled and like happy in a typical nine to five. Like this is so challenging. You know, when I've had those moments of maybe not having the launch that I wanted, maybe not having the results that I needed, maybe not making the money that I was really thinking I would make, maybe making that investment that you're like, shit, (laughs) that wasn't my best decision as a CEO. We've all been there. We've all been there. The high highs and the low lows, and I think that's the biggest thing that I wanted to bring to this episode was just one, I'm celebrating the shit out of myself full. You know, this is my podcast, so I got to do what I want on it. And I am fully celebrating myself big time. But I'm also celebrating you because I know that whether you've hit your millions or your million, you're on your way to your million or any other milestone that you deem important, that you have said yes to yourself. And that little voice inside of you that's like, who do you think you are? Shut her up. Shut her up she ain't worth nothing. Shut her up. Because at the end of the day, you've really stuck with it. And that's impressive. I really stuck with this and I'm impressed. But I also wanted to talk about the highs and the lows and humanize the entrepreneurial experience. I don't think I said that word very well. Let me try again. The entrepreneurial. Why is that the stupidest word ever? Why was that the word? Who decided? <laughs> Side note, who decided entrepreneur? Which by the way, who can spell that? Like really? Tell me that you can spell that and you're not always autocorrecting it. Maybe I'm just a fool over here, but like, I hate that word. The entrepreneurial experience. It's a, it's a crazy thing. It really is the high highs, the low lows. And I just want you to humanize it. I want to humanize this experience. There is not a single person out there. I don't care what gender they are. I don't care what kind of business they have. I don't care how long they've been in it. There's not a single person out there that has built their own business that has not had high highs and low lows and moments of like, what the fuck was I thinking? And moments of like, why isn't everybody doing this? This is the best. It's crazy. And it needs space. This is why I created the Empire Society. My membership is literally built on the foundation of human meets business. It's built on the foundation of like, let's get together. Let's have the strategy. Here's 12 insane programs that will support you in every area of your business. But more importantly, Let me give you the space to ask real questions and have real conversations. Let me invite you into, we have these bi-monthly coffee chats where we're just connecting on a human level. And I did that because that's probably the one thing I was missing throughout my entrepreneurial space was somewhere where I could get the strategy and the support that we all want and we all need, but also have space to be human, have space to express myself, to experience myself, to be around other women that I could relate to and Not around women who are ultimately just going to network with me and try and sell me, (laughs) right? My girlfriend and I had a conversation about that recently of like trying to create friendships. And it's like, if it's not an entrepreneur, it's really hard to relate to them. Let's be honest. And if it is, you eventually end up feeling like you're being sold to, which is also pretty uncomfortable. And that's not always the case, but we've both experienced that a lot. And yeah, friendship (laughs) can be tough too. So anyways, I'm celebrating big time. I'm inviting you into the celebration. I hope you'll take time today to celebrate yourself. I'm really grateful and lucky that my trip happens tomorrow. Otherwise, I would have been intentionally sitting here planning something else out. So if you are listening to this episode and you're having this like moment of like, wait a minute, I've done this thing or this big thing has happened, or maybe I should check my numbers. I want to invite you to actually plan a celebration, actually plan something where you can sit in the momentous occasion of who you are. Anyways, I am grateful for you, as always. I'm grateful for you being here. Hell, in the midst of all this, we've exceeded over hundred, 120 podcast episodes. So your girl has been at work over here and also enjoying the ride as much as I possibly freaking can. And I'm grateful that you're on it with me, that we're in this together and that you're always here to tune in. And as always, I invite you to drop into my DMs. Let's chat, connect with me. Let me know what you're celebrating. Let me know who you are. Let's please humanize the entrepreneurial experience. I'll see you on the next episode.